family and all who are watching this video this Christmas season. You know, I've been thinking a lot about peace this season, going back to Thanksgiving all the way through to uh, this week, just preceding Christmas. And I don't know if it's because of the continued strife in Ukraine, which still is gripping our hearts, and we pray for a resolve of that just terrible situation. Or if it's because I have friends that are facing some uncertainty going into the new year, and I sense anxiety and some stress in their life. And, and then there's others that are experiencing situations that are upsetting them. We all have those moments, don't we, where something isn't going the way we had planned and there's upset and really looking for uh, tranquility during a troubled time. And so, again, just been thinking a lot about peace as we've been in the study of Gospel of Luke and the amazing story of Christ's birth, how God became flesh and the whole incarnation, uh, the ramifications, and uh, just such a beautiful story. But peace is really kind of a central theme. In fact, peace is a central theme of Scripture, going back to the Old Testament. Oftentimes in the Old Testament, peace was in the context of rest from war. In fact, Judges chapter 3, verse 11 uh, says this, So the land had peace for 40 years. And so it was really in a national context uh, that a time of rest, as I said, from, from war. But then also in the Old Testament, there's the foretelling of a future prince of peace that would come into the world. This is in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For example, uh, he writes, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now about 700 years after Isaiah wrote those words, the Prince of Peace was born. We know the story. We're, we're kind of revisiting the story a lot this season. And this Prince of Peace is proclaimed by the angels that uh, have gathered on the occasion of Christ's birth and and uh, they proclaim this glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests so the prince of peace foretold centuries earlier is now born in Bethlehem and this peace is not a national peace or necessarily a peace in the time of war, but it's more of a, a personal peace, uh, a peace that's available to individuals. And so the question is, to whom is God's peace available? Who qualifies for God's peace? I think everybody wants peace uh, as, a, as opposed to the alternative, strife and unrest, turmoil. So who qualifies? Well, Translations such as the ESV and NLT, which I both love, uh, I admire the work in the translations very much, 
I think in this particular case, they can bring some confusion. For their renderings, which are almost identical, give this qualification for peace, quote, and on earth peace among those with whom he, he being God, is pleased. Sounds like peace must be earned. That a person has to please God to receive peace. Well, how can anyone please a perfect God? I mean, I certainly can't. I think here the NIV 11 is actually more accurate because God's favor rests upon all of humanity, every person. You see, we live in a dispensation of grace. God's peace, like God's love, is for everyone. Unlike a home mortgage or car loan, you don't have to qualify for God's favor. Jesus said as much in the well-known verse, John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes will not perish, but have eternal life. Whoever believes. That's wide open to anyone in the world that believes shall be saved and experience eternal life. Why? Because God so loved everyone the world. So it's all because of the grace of God. It's not earned. It's not by pleasing God that we get more favor or he loves us more. It's he loves us unconditionally. Paul writes in Ephesians 2 verse 8, for it is by grace you have been saved. It's not earned by grace through faith and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by work, so that no one can boast. No one can say, I did this, and I, I uh, accomplished this, and I've, I've lived in such a way that now I qualify for salvation. That is not the case. It's all because of grace, which is unmerited favor of God. There is the condition that we have faith. We believe. That's on us, to have faith. And then grace comes into our life, with that grace comes peace, eternal life, salvation. So what does the peace of God look like? Now that we know we don't have to please God to earn his favor, but we, we stand, everyone today is standing in the favor of God, just have to welcome that peace and faith by grace. Well, the peace of God is not peace among nations. The peace is not necessarily among relationships between people. In fact, Jesus said, do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. Why is that? Well, because people will respond to Jesus differently. And because of those differences in how people respond to Jesus, that will bring uh, strife and division. And we have seen that throughout history. You see that today. And so um, there's peace for the individual. There's peace in our life. There's peace inside our soul. Absolutely. And this is the peace. This is what peace looks like 
in Scripture and in Christ. So then the question is, how can I experience the peace of God? You know, I've known in my family for having a lot of playlists. Uh, I have been laughed at on numerous occasions by family members for how many playlists I have from my iPod days to now Spotify. I recently added up, in fact just last week I added up how many playlists I have for Christmas and surprisingly the number was nine. I had nine Christmas playlists and I thought that's just too many. I can't even find the songs I want to listen to. I have so many playlists. And so um, I purged some playlists. I got it down to five. But then those lists were too long. And, and it's like, ah, I'm still missing out on the best of my Christmas recordings that I have. And so um, I created a new playlist in my effort to reduce the number of playlists. Then I started adding back. And so now I've, I've got six playlists. But this was called Christmas Gold. It's like the gold standard in my uh, very uh, opinionated uh, you know, preferences, very subjective, I get that. And so I have 36 songs in my Christmas Gold playlist, which I'll share if you want it. I doubt it that anyone would. But one of the songs is a gem that uh, I heard 15, 16 years ago. It was recorded by Michael McDonald, the amazing singer, keyboard player, and uh, a song that's simply titled Peace. The song starts with a confession of sorts about mistakes that have been made, about searching, and then where uh, then there's a landing in the uh, just really in a relationship that provides peace. And here we see this um, I'll just give a little excerpt from this song that uh, McDonald sings. Love won't compromise, it's a gift, it's a sacrifice. My soul renewed and my heart released, in you I'll find my peace. In you being in God, in relationship with God, through Jesus Christ, I will find my peace. The source of peace, real peace. This Christmas, I'd like to suggest three thoughts concerning peace. First of all, make the decision to follow Jesus. That's where it begins. Make the decision to follow Jesus. For some, it might be to renew that decision to follow Jesus. To make him not only your rescuer, but also your master. And you can trust him. He's the good shepherd that will lead you gently and capably in your life. I followed Jesus for close to 60 years now and there's not one day that I have regretted that decision. In fact, with every passing year I am more thankful for the decision that I made to follow Jesus because he's never ever disappointed me. Once you make that decision or reaffirm that decision, secondly, think on God. Think on God. Isaiah 26 verse 3 in the NLT you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you now this verse deserves some unpacking first of all perfect peace 
I like the sound of that. It's flawless peace. I'd like to think of it as impenetrable peace. Nothing can take it away from me. Nothing can penetrate that. Regardless of what happens in life, God will provide tranquility in our spirit. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you to place your ultimate trust in God, not in people, not in degrees, not in career, in investments, not in position, not in your name. Trust God above all. And then it goes on to say, all whose thoughts are fixed on you, fixed on God. It's easy to think of the mountain that we face instead of the God who can conquer any mountain that can bring a sense of resolve in every situation. Fixing our thoughts in God, I believe, is a spiritual discipline. It's a discipline of the mind. It's thinking on the absolute rather than the circumstantial. It's thinking on the transcendent rather than the imminent. It's thinking on our good father rather than the worst possible thing that could happen. Bad outcomes. No, we're thinking of good father, not bad outcomes. Peace for those whose thoughts are fixed on God. So make the decision, think on God, and then third, don't try to understand. Trust me, I've lived long enough and had enough situations that I did not understand and I will not understand why certain things have happened in my life until I get on the other side of this life. But not understanding doesn't mean I can't experience peace. This, my friends, is a promise of God. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God transcends, it rises above all understanding. Now, given the choice between understanding or experiencing peace, I'm going to choose peace every time. We don't get to choose both understanding and peace. And so if I had the choice of getting to know why something happened, but forsaking peace, I wouldn't want that. I'm going to choose peace every time and trust God that he's in control. He is that good shepherd. And even though I don't get it, I don't understand. And trust me, it's not easy. I want to know why something happens. I want to see the bigger picture, but I can't in this life. But peace, it's a promise. And I've experienced that so many times when I didn't understand what was going on. It's why Jesus came, the Prince of Peace, to offer this peace. So this Christmas peace is yours for the taking. Maybe yours for the receiving, I should say. It's why the Prince of Peace was born in a humble manger in Bethlehem to bring peace into our world, into your life, into my life. So freshly determined to follow Jesus, think on God, his faithfulness, trustworthiness, his promises, his goodness, instead of your circumstance. 
release trying to understand why and welcome peace into your spirit. May the peace of Christ rule in your heart this Christmas and into the new year. May God bless you. Anchor family, have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. Look forward to worshiping together January the 8th, 2023.